Renters United have launched a petition to stop property owners from casting more than one vote in local body elections. So in the upcoming council elections, they don't want you to vote everywhere you've got property. Anyone who owns multiple properties, as you know, can currently register to vote in each city or district where they pay rates. And in 2016, one landlord took advantage of this to vote in seven different local elections. Geordie Rogers is the president of Renter United with us now. Hi, Geordie. Tēnā koe Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us. Why shouldn't landlords be able to vote wherever they own property? Well, we know that a fundamental part of democracy really is that everyone has an equal opportunity to participate. And that really comes down to the idea that each one person has one vote in those elections to make sure that they're getting the outcomes that they want. Yeah, and everybody does. So what's the problem? The problem here really is that... uh, the landlords in this case are getting to vote in more than one region. And so I guess the defence there would be that, oh, the landlords pay rates. First of all, tenants pay those rates. The second thing would be that, oh, they need to be able to dictate what happens in their community. And that's not necessarily true. Um, Back in the day, councils perhaps did provide the bare basics where it was just connecting you to services. But now councils really are more focused on actually providing solutions for the community. They provide things like swimming pools and libraries. And those have far more benefit for people that actually live in those regions than those people who own those properties and perhaps never visit them. You know, I understand. I, it's fair enough. But but it doesn't change the ultimate thing, right, which is that if you own a house, you should have a say in what happens to that house in the council that, that you own it. No, I, I think that's quite an archaic way of thinking, really. Um, we did do away with plurality voting, which was where basically the more you paid in tax, the more votes you got. And in this sense, I don't think that owning property is a requirement to be able to vote. A requirement to being able to vote is being a part of that community, is having you as a person, as a citizen, being of the age, um, and but maybe, very but, but simply laid out in general elections, and I think that clearly yeah. needs to be laid out in local body elections. But Judy. What makes you think that somebody isn't a part of that community? I mean, so let's just take an example of somebody who owns a property in Wellington and then a property in Wanaka. They might spend six months in Wellington, six months in Wanaka. Why shouldn't they vote in both? They're part of of both those communities. Yeah, and they make that decision when they vote in the general election, which one they gravitate to more. Um, There isn't a way to stop that person from further engaging uh, in the future. I mean, fundamentally, when you go and get a resource consent, the people that are consented are the people that are named on the rates bill. And so that is a clear situation where people who own those properties still get a very, very um, leveraging say in what happens around them. But, Judy, I just don't understand why you're trying to take a vote away from somebody. And if you think about it, you're thinking about it across the entire country, right? Split it up because Mm -hmm. this is because it's not a national vote. It is a council by council vote. So if you, so, you're not getting multiple votes in a council. You are getting one vote in the council that you are a part of the community of. So if I, for example, own a place in Coromandel, which I do, and I'm affected by the decisions that happen around my beach house in Coromandel, why should I not be able to vote there and also vote in the place that I reside most of the time where I'm also affected? Why not? You tell me why not. If you're going to take my vote away from me, why? Mm-hmm. Fundamentally, this is about ensuring that everyone has access to a fair representative democracy. Everybody does, Geordie. Everybody does. And in this case, um, when you are talking about being a member of both communities, you do get that say in both communities. But ultimately, the votes, in this case as well, I would like to highlight that it does extend to people that aren't, well, it extends to organisations that aren't even a person. So there are people that get to vote on behalf of an organisation, which is a further vote um, that skews... Who are you? What are you talking about? 
so if you're paying rates in this instance, uh, whether you're a, um, a golf course or a business, um, you also get to nominate someone to be a vote in that Fair area. enough, mate, because you've got property there. I just don't understand why you're trying to take a vote off someone. It it's just makes no sense. Who does this benefit? Taking the votes off people. This yeah. benefits everyone that is a part of that community and that chooses to be represented no, but it, in that community. But it doesn't. It doesn't. You're not benefiting people who are part of that community. What harm? Okay, let me put it. Let's use my example, okay? So what harm is it to the Coromandel community that I vote in that I vote in that community? Okay, the fundamental harm is that you are using a position of wealth that not every single person oh, has. Oh, here we go. So this is so your problem. Your place. problem is that what you consider what you consider to be wealthy people are overrepresented then or just represented at all when you want to shift the balance it, to what I'm, to what I'm you consider the opposite. Because you wanted to say that I'm saying it's wealthy people. It's what it sounds like. Wealthy people. I said if you had wealth and wealth is a form of investment in a in a property in this example. And what I'm saying is that the fundamental right to vote should not stem from how much wealth you have. I'm not saying whether it's... But it's not. It's yet. it's stemming, Geordie, it's stemming from the fact that you're part of that community. It's not. It Even if it's just for two months law, a year. It clearly states in the law that it is whether you own that property. Because if I, right, as a renter, perhaps rented two places and I am part of two communities, that same thing is not extended to me. It is only if I own that property. Well, so don't you think, Geordie, but you don't you think... Why, why are you taking... Why are you taking stuff away from people? Why don't you argue for if you are a renter in two places that you get the franchise in two places rather than trying to take the vote away from people who have... Like, you, you're being negative rather than being positive. It makes no sense. I think what we're actually doing is looking for the simplest solution here because I guess in your situation, that would be an extremely bureaucratic way to dictate who gets to vote where. The easiest way to do that is the same way that we did for the general elections back in the 1800s, where we said, look, this is the simplest way to make sure that everyone gets an effective and fair say. It's not even election. a, no, nah, it's, that's, that's not even a fair comparison, because back then you couldn't vote if you had, if you didn't have land. Everybody gets to vote at the moment. Anyway, Geordie, thank you. I appreciate, appreciate you joining us. It's Geordie Rogers, who is um, the Renters United president. Love to know what you think.